Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and with me is... BP. Hi! What the fans at home don't get is every time we have done this live, and it's just me and you, I do like this little, oh, yeah, you've got little, little hand hands. wave yeah. that no one can see, but now everybody knows. And you can just imagine it. Uh, and it's really ridiculous. It is, a little bit. It's an audio medium, and I'm doing visual gags, so... <laughs> Today we are playing Cultivate. The designers were Austin Foss, Jenna Ratke, and Jake Sells. The artist was Danny uh, Vale. It was published in 2021 by Pops and Beju Games. The game description, play as a cult leader, working to fill your compound with followers to help you carry out your agenda. But watch out! Rival cult leaders may try to sabotage you or convert the followers you can't keep in line. You might also garner unwanted attention from pesky investigators who try to get in your way. Persuade the right followers, outwit your foes, and rise above the rest. The mechanics are card play conflict resolution, in-game bonuses, grid coverage, pattern building, take that, and variable setup. And the box art... Um, well, I initially asked if it was a Tim Fowler game because it Fowers. does Fowers because yeah. it has that. Uh, yeah, it's got like that kind of 1960s. 1960s yeah. yeah um, pop art style to it. Uh, each of the people is bordered in a color of your primaries. I, you know, yellow, green, blue, purple. Yeah, red, but it, it's sorry. got it's got that kind of uh, like not stamp, but it looks like they, you know, when you look at that 60s art, you know, they always have the lines, but the color always tends to go just outside the lines because of like the way screen printing and printing in general went back then. So I always feel like there's a very distinctive like printing style. And that's what this also reminds me of. But yeah, I could absolutely see the Tim Fowers game art in this as well. So yeah. Uh, so based on the description and the box art, would you pick this up off a shelf? I mean, the box art is very catchy. Uh, it's a style that I think both you and I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on just the box, yes, I would I would pick it up. And though the description kind of terrifies me. Uh, yeah. So I backed this one, but it was so long ago that I do not remember why. Um, yeah, but I, I would, I think I would agree. I think the description is kind of like, eh, I'm not super into like cults and yeah, like, I don't want to say deifying, but putting up on a pedestal, kind of like that culty, like, mm-hmm. uh, storyline or vibe. But yeah, the art I think would cause me to pick it up, but I'm not sure there's a whole lot beyond that that would make me pick it up. So I'm curious to see uh, why I backed it many moons ago. We've had it for a while. There was delays because of COVID and all Mm -hmm. that. I think this is one that I backed uh, during the initial initial months of lockdown and then just because of COVID got massively delayed. So... Uh, so based on that, the, uh, history of, uh, 1960s cults. I thought I'd get to figure out how it plays. Oh first. yeah. That's probably a good idea. Maybe I should follow the show notes. It's funny cause I don't even have them and I know how this goes. Yeah. If only we have done this once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Eventually we'll get, we'll get good at it. Like I'll remember which lights switch is what. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you think it's played? Okay. So very, well, it's very old setup. doesn't matter really. Um, Oh, 
now I'm trying to remember. We've got some take that. You want me to read them off again? No, it was take yeah. that. There's obviously points at the end. Uh, card conflict resolution. Um, so we have these cards and we have all these little meeples. Um, so my guess is that you're going to move the meeples along our little grid thingies by having cards that'll allow you to move. And then, um, yeah, there's gonna be like scenarios on the cards too that we're gonna have to resolve. Okay. That will allow us to move to build up our following, I guess. So the more meeples we have, the more popular we are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the history of moving around people in a cult? Yeah, I see, I know when you told me the name of the game, uh, you said, nope, that is not the direction the game is. And Yeah, I really wish I hadn't, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, okay, what do you, what do you got? Uh, well, because mine is, I feel like, I, well, I mean, I'm glad I didn't think about the history of cults. Anyway, uh, I mean, although like some of them would be pretty interesting, I'm sure, right? Um, all kinds of actually uh, religious cults in the Hellenistic period, which is kind of where we are. Because when I thought of cultivate, I think of gardens. And so what is one of the most famous gardens you've ever heard of? The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Were you looking at my... No. I know, right? That's, That's what I went yeah, to. Why yeah. wouldn't anybody go there? I, well, because it may not have existed. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So there's actually not very... There's no actual uh, contemporaneous records that it had existed. So there's debate that it was actually a Greco-Roman kind of fantasy that was first recorded under Herodotus in the 400s. So supposedly it was um, cre created by Nebuchadnezzar II, uh, who ruled around 600, 600 uh, to like 560 BCE. But the earliest account we have of it is Herodotus' histories from the 400s BC. So, and Nebuchadnezzar apparently kept really great records of all the things that he did. Uh, but that was the name of the ship in the Matrix they lived on. It's the Nebuchadnezzar. Go on. Okay. Uh, but there's actually. Uh, there's no definitive archaeological evidence. Um, so it's either purely uh, mythical again, or, you know, just ancient Greek and Roman writing after each other on some kind of romantic, idealistic, kind of exoticizing Eastern garden type of idea. Um, one that maybe it did exist for a while later um, and or it's a misattribution. Instead of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, it was actually a different garden. Also, by the way, did you know that it wasn't actually like when you think of Hanging Garden, like do you, don't you think of things like hanging over or hanging from Places. Yep, I would, yeah. Yeah, no, it's actually from the Greek um, word to mean border. 
so they, it supposedly it was actually terraced mm. gardens, um, trees and shrubs and things that were all terraced together to actually look like a mountain. Hmm. Yeah. Allegedly, because it might not have been real. Right, because it might not have actually been real. Okay, okay. Yeah, so again, uh, no definitive archaeological evidence. Um, so, I mean, could be that stuff was wiped out. It could be misattributed. Um, yeah, so okay. there you go. So it could have had different types of uh, plants and trees that you would cultivate Hence why I went that way. I'd be curious to go back, speaking of history, to see how many episodes where the history section actually pertained to the game theme itself. I mean, you are the data person. Right. Um, but there's a lot of episodes to go back to see and yeah. how many were just completely off by the title. Because then that leads into like, is the title the right thing to call the game if like if all I say is the title of the game and you think of something completely different, mm -hmm. is that a good or a bad title? Those are questions to ask. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we are cult leaders trying to fill our compounds with members that can best help our cult achieve their agendas. This sounds weird. The game will end when a player has filled their 4x4 compound and the player with the most points is the winner. Players will gain points from the followers they've cultivated, with air quotes, uh, completed agendas, filling their compound completely, and filling the hijack column. Uh, which is one of the columns on our 4x4 grid. The player that gathered the group together goes first. So who gathered our group together to play tonight? Right. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll, we'll randomly choose. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. Well, you, you said we're going to play tonight as opposed to a different day. Okay. So I think you've gathered the group. Great. Okay. I used my cult leader ability to convince you to go first. All right. <laughs> play then goes counterclockwise. Uh, each player will have an agenda board where they, were, where they will select a single agenda for the game, followed by choosing which side of their compound board to use. So on a player's turn, they can do one of the following. They can play a card from their hand and then draw a replacement. So if the card says to place a follower, take the appropriate follower from the supply. If there aren't any, you can't do it. So there are a limited number of followers and add them to your compound board, starting in the top row of a column and working downwards. So you can go to any column, but you always have to go to the topmost row in that column as you go down. If a player draws an undercover investigation card, it will also have a red border. Uh, for our game, there are three in the deck. You must me immediately place an investigator in your compound, which is the brown meeple with the, the investigator hat and the, and the trench coat. Uh, the player may choose what column to put the investigator in, uh, where it's placed in the topmost available row, just like the other meeples. But more importantly, it blocks any followers from the spaces below it. Uh, investigators will also ignore the color requirement for the final row of each column, but don't grant the corresponding power. The final row in each column can only be filled with a follower of the matching color. The follower is locked and can never be moved again, and the corresponding power is gained by the player. Uh, so you've got the hijack, which will uh, gain you two bonus points at the end of the game. You've got manipulate, which will let you uh, make two exchanges per turn, and we'll get to that in a second. Normally, you can only make one. Mastermind will let you increase your hand size to five, and blackmail lets you exchange two points to remove an investigator, and we'll talk about exchange here in a second. 
okay, so that's option one. You can play a card from your hand and then draw a replacement. Option two, you can discard any number of cards in your hand and draw an equal number of replacement cards. Option three, you can make an exchange following the exchange rules. So you are normally only allowed a single exchange per turn unless you've gained the manipulate power. There are four types of exchanges. You can do one for one, so between meeples with the same value. So each of the meeples is worth different values. Uh, so the celebrity, which is red, and the politician, which is purple, are worth three. The scientist, who is yellow, and the academic, who are blue, are worth two points. And then the archivist or activist, the drifter, and the youth, which are green, orange, and pink, respectively, are all worth one. So you could do a like for like. So I could trade a celebrity for a politician, or I could trade a scientist for an academic, uh, and vice versa. So that's uh, one option. You can trade one for multiple between a follower and any combination of followers that sum to the follower traded. So if you trade a celebrity, you get three points. So you could get a two-point meeple and a one-point meeple, or you could get three one-point meeples. So whatever the sum is, it equals that one celebrity. You can also go the other direction. You can create the sum and get the next higher one. So I could take three activists and trade it into a single celebrity. Because three activists would three be three points, and I can trade it for a single celebrity. Is this person's name Surely You'll Die? Uh, yes, they're all Rhino Hunter, Pyramid Scheme, Pollination, and uh, Lisa Kondo. Uh, okay, so, uh, and then finally, you can remove an investigator. So you can trade a number of followers that sum to four, and then you can remove an investigator from your board. Uh, unless you have the blackmail power, which lets you do two points instead of four points to get rid of the investigator. All right, when a player finishes their 4x4 compound, each other player gets a final turn. The player who fills their 4x4 compound and has no investors in it cannot have their board affected by other players. Each follower is worth the points shown at the bottom of their agenda boards with each investigator worth minus four points. Completed agendas score the points shown on the agenda board and bonus points awarded for filling the hijack column, and all players who completed their compound earn five points. The player with the most points is the winner. Tie goes to the player with the most followers in their compound. And if it's still tied, then the victory is shared. And those are all the rules. Let's play. We just finished a game of Cultivate. Uh, to recap, um, BP as Pierre amid the scheme had 23 points, uh, 23 drifter points. Definitely had a lot of drifters. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my, me as, uh, or Kiwi, as uh, Lisa Kondo, yeah, I gotta talk to myself in the third person, mm -hmm. uh, as Lisa Kondo had uh, 47 Academic points. Uh, winning strategy was get all them academics because uh, I needed them to complete my agenda and then just try to get the board. I traded some stuff to try to get some higher point value uh, followers. I think I might have chosen a different 
I feel like, cause that's a lot of academics on my agenda. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should have chosen something that maybe had a little bit more variety like you did. And I think we got lucky in a two player game. I wonder if they kind of spread now. Cause there's, I see another character over there that people could have been fighting for academics a lot mm-hmm. had there been mm-hmm. other people choosing academics. So, uh, yeah. BP, did you have a strategy? <laughs> wow. That came out a lot meaner than I intended, but... I mean, obviously, I was trying to complete my agenda. Okay. Just didn't... The cards weren't... Were against me. Yeah. As they say. You were. You didn't have the, 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 the drawing allure of a great cult leader. Uh, so, theme. Mm-hmm. Did, what did you think of the theme? Did you feel like you were a cult leader gathering members to your cult? No. Yeah, neither did I. I felt up colored meeples. Yep. Uh, I mean, we did. Even though we did use the names and the cards, you know, it had some things like, oh, you're holding a rally. But I mean, I don't know that I felt like I was holding a rally. Yeah, I did notice that the uh, so all the meeples are screen printed and the uh, celebrity one has uh, big lips, a uh, Cindy Crawford uh, mole. Uh, next to the lips and then uh, breasts and giant cleavage. So I'm not sure I'm Ooh. totally. Yeah. I mean, do you see that? Hmm. And then the scientist has like little goggles on. The academic has a bow tie and glasses. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. Theme, theme wise, there is no theme. It's you're collecting meeples and putting them on a board. So um, table presence, BP. Um, I mean, the I, they're they're colorful meeples now that i know about i i I really hadn't looked i guess at like some of them the screen printing yeah so is the youth with bubble gum i'm assuming is that little i feel like oh yeah it's a bubble gum machine yeah 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 i don't know um i mean the cards Again, it's that style of art that I I, I do like. Uh, the cards themselves seem pretty clever. Uh, although, like, I don't know. Some of them are also kind of weird. Like, the whole it's to die for. Like, I don't... Oh, yeah. I just noticed that on the... But D-Y-E. Right. Right. Still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is anything here that would draw me to the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think... It, the cards like they're in your hand and then they go into a discard pile so you don't play out so like while mm-hmm. the art is nice you know they're all samey so like we saw the free ice cream one a couple times it's that's the same so like i would have liked to have seen maybe different way like different cute ways to do the you know get a mm-hmm. youth or you know the political influence now again like we've talked about that in the past and we've always said like hey they probably did that because right. our assets are expensive but at the same time, like when that's what you see and then it goes into a discard pile so you don't see it. And then the meeples on a thing like, yeah, I don't think there's anything here that would like catch my eye and draw me to the table. Are these supposed to be like Mormons when they come? I think so. Which I feel like. I yeah, maybe. Why. Or like Jehovah's Witnesses, which is just like, it's this kind of the same kind of vibe. Like, mm-hmm. are you making fun of that type of person? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, mechanics. 
nothing that we haven't seen before. Um, you've got a four by four grid, you're trying to mm -hmm. fill it out. Like we've played many games that have kind of the same idea where you're trying to set a pattern uh, on your board. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is the first one that we've seen with card play like this, where that's how you're gathering. Right. You have the ability to kind of steal from other yeah, people's and boards. Um, so that at least added some interactivity especially when we're playing it at uh, two, two players. Player. Um, but yeah, I don't think there was anything like crazy off the wall or like, oh my goodness, what a great mechanic or great use of this mechanic. Yeah, and I think if it's just pattern building too, like thinking about table presence, I don't know. It's I, I don't feel like I made a pattern. Yeah, I mean, I was able to get to my agenda, so I have some pattern, but like the rest of the board has zero pattern. Right. Like the only thing is just my academics creating this little L here, and then the rest of it's just sort of random because I wanted the points that was mm -hmm. they, they were mm -hmm. worth. So, or to get down to the bottom row to get mm -hmm. those powers. What about rules? How was it learning the game? Seemed pretty straightforward. Yeah, I feel like teaching the game was pretty simple. Um, the only thing I looked in the rule book for was just to confirm, like, do we shift the followers up or do we leave a hole and then have to fill it from the top again? Um, but that was super easy to find. Right. The rule book's laid out well. It's got good examples. So I think overall it's a good rule book and easy to teach. Mm -hmm. um, play interaction? I mean, like you said, when... You know, when there's the take that action or if you're competing for the same things like we were, there is that element. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, just because we were competing for the same color, I think I was paying more attention and there was a little bit more take that. I feel like, though, if we like if I had had one of these different patterns that needed completely different people, would I have cared as much? I yeah, don't know. I don't think I like if. Because we played two agendas that needed the exact amount of academics that were available to us in a two-player game. Mm -hmm. So me, me needing the most and you meeting, needing the, uh, the least, which you could have, you know, I kept stealing them because I had cards that mm -hmm. gave me the ability to do that. But you could have just kept taking academics in order to deny me my agenda. Right. Um, but I never got those cards. But you never got those cards, right. <laughs> so... And I, I think you're right. I think if we weren't competing, I wouldn't really have had any reason to steal from you because the couple of times that I did, I had other cars that would give it to me instead. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I don't really want to steal from you because it's one of those games where like, yeah, I want to win. But at the same time, like I feel like sometimes would take that game, so especially in something like this. I don't want to make you feel bad, like just taking your stuff all the time. Right. I was and I tried to keep it to stuff i needed right. and not stuff to like just deny to, me to deny you because yeah. it felt wrong so uh anything else on player interaction no so down to the most important question uh would you play it again bp no uh this one's gonna go straight to the trade pile for me um yeah. i feel like i would rather play tiny towns uh because i feel like i get mm -hmm. more out of it I feel like visually the thing that you build and cause I mean, we're, you're doing the same thing in tiny towns, right? Like you're building out those little things so you can build the buildings and the puzzle of trying to get, right. There's no, there's no real puzzle. Uh, yeah. There's no real puzzle. It's move stuff, exchange stuff and get your pattern. 
the puzzle in tiny towns is I've got to try and mm-hmm. how do I how do how do I how do I get that little thing into the thing so I can build my well right there mm-hmm. and then I can build my other stuff around it. That's not that's not here. I, I yeah, I would rather play tiny towns straight to the straight to the tripod. I don't know why I backed it. Um, yeah. Probably shouldn't have, but. Yeah, I I mean, the same. Like, I feel like, I mean, I love pattern building and I don't feel like this did that for me. And there are so many prettier games to pattern. Like, I was just thinking straight up Azul for a pretty pattern building, you you know. Um, But there's just, there's so many that we talk about pretty often. And with some of the problematic, I don't know, kind of iconography going on with the stereotypes. And for me, the the story is also a little bit problematic. Like, I don't know. The theme. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Which I think we both have sort of mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hanging Gardens. That might have been. I mean, <laughs> it, think about it. That could be a good pattern building game as well. Yeah. But, and the see that goes right back into my comment. Like if the, <laughs> if they, if the title of the game without seeing it elicits some other thought, mm-hmm. maybe you should think about changing the name of your, your game. Like they, I know they were trying to be clever, like you're cultivating the mm-hmm. members of your cult and it has cult in it. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, anyway, that was Cultivate. Yeah. So if you have any recommendations of games you'd like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do so via email, firstturntabletop at gmail. Twitter and Instagram is firstturncast. And our podcasting camel says as he's walking through the hanging gardens of Babylon, he knows, he knows they were there, that they existed. He says, don't Allegedly. forget... <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers. Play more games. And don't join a cult. Uh, I'm going to host a gala, a gala, mm-hmm. and gain a celebrity. Nice. Um, free ice cream. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what all the youths want these days, is free ice cream. That would make drip.